Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Hello, ladies. Welcome to another episode of the Faith Inspired Podcast, this special fruit snack episode. It has been a hot second since I have been on the mic. (laughs) I have been on maternity leave soaking in all the goodness of my little girl Delaney. And so many apologies, but I missed the month of March so I could spend some good quality time with my sweet, sweet girl. So hopefully you understand that, but I am so excited to be back on the mic and be with you. And today I'm going to talk about Delaney's birth story, which I am calling this a birth story, the redemption I never saw coming. And that story will come very clear to you by the end of this recording (laughs) on why it is the redemption story that I never saw coming. So some of you may have heard that, um, heard my birth story with my son, which was my first delivery with my son, Benton, it was fast and furious to say the least. So I had a condition called visa previa, which is where very, um, simply the blood vessels to the umbilical cord go over the cervix. And that is where you are not able to give birth, um, naturally, or you're not able to have a vaginal birth. And so I had a scheduled C-section at 36 and a half weeks. And prior to 36 and a half weeks that scheduled C-section, I was in the hospital for precautions just in case I went into labor early. Um, so I was there at 34 weeks. And after three days of being in the hospital, working about 10 hours a day, those three days because I was crazy and didn't want to take maternity leave. Uh, the fourth morning I woke up and went to the bathroom and I was bleeding. And so lots of stuff ensued after that. And, um, I can put some links to a video that I did that explained that birth story, but it was crazy. So, um, the nurse that we had on that I had on duty didn't quite understand the severity of the situation because when I was bleeding, that was the baby's blood, not my blood. And, um, she took her a little more time than she should have. So then when the doctor found out it was fast and furious and things were flying and people were running around the room and they were wheeling me up to the operating room as fast as possible. And from the moment I hung up with the phone with my husband to when Benton was born was 15 minutes. So it was really, really crazy, super traumatic for me. They had to put me, um, knock me out unconscious. And so I wasn't there for my child's birth and lots, lots of craziness with that. So I'll put the link on to hear more of that story. But after that experience, I had quite a year of emotion. Um, just with being a new mom, having postpartum anxiety and depression and just going through, um, just the, the trauma of all the emotions that I felt during that, that birth story, my first birth ever just was a crazy experience. So this time around with Delaney, I really 
heard from God so clearly that I was going to have a redemption story, that things were going to be different with my daughter. And I was going to receive that redemption story. And side note, um, if you want a funny story about how we found out that she was a girl after being told that she was actually, she was a boy, check out episode 21 titled God's unexpected humor. So yes, we are one of those people that thought we were having a boy we're told by our doctor that we were having a boy and then found out we were having a girl. So check out episode 21 <laughs> to uh, have just a few minutes of fun little humor to just hear our story. So anyway, after many ultrasounds with Delaney, we got the all clear for me to have a VBAC. So a VBAC is a vaginal birth after cesarean. So with Benton, I had that cesarean. And so I was going to try to go for a vaginal birth. And we thought that my VBAC was going to actually happen. So I did everything I knew I should do to ensure a successful VBAC. You guys, I hired a doula. I went to a chiropractor twice a week. I worked out, but this time I worked out only with an approved prenatal plan because with my, my son, I do not recommend this. I was crazy. Hindsight's 2020. I was doing burpees at like 30 weeks. So let's not do those. (laughs) Don't do that. I, for Delaney, I ate everything that I should and stayed away from everything that I shouldn't eat. You know, honestly, minus the first like nasty first trimester that I had, this pregnancy was pretty smooth sailing. So things, things were just good. They were going to be different. This was going to be a different story. So as I approached 34 weeks, which was the week that my son was born, I kept thinking about like how weird it would be to make it past full term you know, like how big would I get? Would I go into labor or would I need to be induced? You know, should I drink the tea, you know, that raspberry tea? Should I eat the dates? You know, so many questions were running through my mind. And honestly, God was probably just laughing at this time, you know, because he's just thinking, okay, girl, like, I'm just going to let you imagine and dream about what it's going to be because he had a total different story in mind. On the morning of 34 weeks and one day with Delaney, I woke up early to get in my time with God and then do a small little workout. But, you know, I was feeling a little lazy. So I laid in bed um, for about a half hour, getting up the courage to start the day. And during that time, I took a peek at the calendar and looked at my phone and realized that Benton would have been born in two days. And I just laid there and I wondered like, would my daughter be born this month? Like, would she be, she was supposed to be due at the beginning of January. So looking at December, if she was going to be early, would she be in that month looking at that calendar? Like how crazy would that be? I had no idea when she was going to be born or would it be January? And then again, you guys, I can just see God giggling like, oh, you just wait, girl. (laughs) So I ended up finally getting out of bed. And as soon as I stood up, I felt a warm little trickle down my leg. So immediately panic set in as I thought I may actually be bleeding. So I ran to the bathroom, just terrified to turn on the light. And when I turned it on, thankfully I just didn't see red. And so I was just super happy that it wasn't blood. And I honestly, I just chalked it up to a weird pregnancy thing because For the women who have been pregnant before, you know that weird things can happen. So, um, but then as I stood there, there was another little trickle and still again, I thought, well, this could be nothing. It could be again, some of that weird stuff that happens when you're pregnant, but I did start to freak out a little bit. And I honestly, at that time (laughs) was just like, Lord, not again, please, 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 please 
don't let this be happening. Not again, but a little part of me was like, okay, you might be going a little crazy. This could be nothing. So I went downstairs to feed my dog. And as I was walking up the stairs, there it happened. Full fledged water break. So there I am disbelief, water broken 34 weeks, just two days before my son was going to be born. Um, originally. So two days before Benton would have been born. So I ran to my husband and I went to go and shake him. And at the same time, his alarm went off. So it was five 30 in the morning. And at the same time, his alarm went off and my goodness, he like jumped out of bed and was like, what is going on? And I said, honey, I think my water broke. Cause I was still in disbelief. I didn't know. I mean, I was sure it was water breaking, but I wasn't quite positive. So, um, you know, he obviously was freaking out. So I called my doula right away. And I'm just so thankful that I did make that decision to have that doula just for that support. So I called her and walked her through what was going on. And she let me know, yeah, that sounds like a water breaking, but even though you're early, it's normal protocol. So grab your bag, eat a little breakfast, calm down. We did a prayer together, which I was just so thankful for. And she really just put me at peace. So as my husband was running around the house, (laughs) trying to pack his bag, because ladies, I should have known I was going to have an early birth because I had the bottles all sterilized. I had my bag packed like a month in advance. Like, you know, the body knows when things are going to happen because I think the Holy spirit for me was saying like, girl, get it into action. Cause things are going to be happening now. Everything was good. Actually, everything was so good that the night before my husband and I said, wow, we really feel like things are starting to calm down and we're caught up right now. That should have been sign number one. Um, so anyway, after he got his bags packed, we went to the hospital and we're in a little room um, because the hospital was actually full at that time. The day before I was released from the hospital or discharged from the hospital, 12 women were discharged. So it was crazy full with lots of babies that that weekend or that that week. So we got there got into this little holding room. They checked to make sure my water broke. And sure enough, it did. And as I was sitting there talking to the nurse, um, I was telling her about my situation with Benton and um, got a little bit into that story. And she asked who the doctor was. And I said, I I have no idea because it just happened. It happened so quickly. I had no idea who it was. I know that was a female doctor. And frankly, she scared the crud out of me. (laughs) She was part of the trauma that I had. And so I was telling the nurse about this and she said, wow, if she felt that way, you know, if she knew that you felt that way, she'd feel just so heartbroken. She's the sweetest doctor in the world. You know, she's never here, but I'll see if she's here today. Well, sure enough, about 15 minutes later, Benton's doctor comes walking in the room and goes, Hey, uh, your name, it looks so familiar. Remind me of your story. And as I went into about one or two sentences, she stopped me and said, Oh, I remember you. And she went along and said, I was sleeping in the doctor's room and I'm not sure what they call it, but they're, they're room to rest in the room. And the nurse came in and told me that, you know, your situation, and she had messed up thinking that you had placenta previa instead of vasa previa and placenta previa isn't as concerning as the vasa previa. So she immediately came out of a dead sleep thinking that she was going to be losing a baby that day. And so for her, she had to get into quick action. So when she was running into my room, that was her only concern was to make sure that my child was born alive that day. And so not that she was trying to be mean to me, but she was actually trying to be um, supportive of me by making sure that, you know, Benton was going to be born and that we would have a thriving, surviving child. 
And I, you guys, she was the sweetest doctor in the world. Just so kind, so caring and amazing. And so just what a God shot moment right there that I was able to meet Benton's doctor and just have a little bit of closure on that situation. And so that was just so, so wonderful for me in another situation that could be traumatic again. Um, Cause these stories were starting to look a little, little similar at 34 weeks. So we waited a little bit more for the room, got into my room and just was blessed with amazing, amazing nurses. And, um, you know, we did decide that we were going to do the balloon and bless you other mamas out there who have done a balloon before. Um, those of you who don't know what it is, they basically, you know, stick something up there, blow it up with water, and then they pull it ever so often to try to mechanically make you have contractions. And my goodness, that was fun. Uh, I'm saying that sarcastically. (laughs) So I did that for about 12 hours, which was so painful, you know, communicating with my doula when I could trying to do the moves, but I will tell you that was so, so hard with that balloon to even move without just feeling in so much pain. And then started the Pitocin after about 12 hours. And I was doing the Pitocin for about three hours and about 15 hours of labor. I was done. I I couldn't do it any longer. My husband was like, Erica, you don't need to be a hero anymore. You got this. Like you're, you're laying on the bed. You're barely even doing the moves, you know, like give yourself a break. And so I went ahead and I got the epidural and my, my, my. That was heaven. I will tell you, I was trying to go for a natural childbirth. And for you ladies that have had natural childbirths, wow, you win the award because my goodness, that was, that was something to experience. (laughs) So I got the epidural and finally had a chance to relax. I was going, it was like three o'clock in the morning or something like that, four in the morning. And, um, Matt took a nap and I was just starting to get to getting down to a nap and they went in there to see if they could pull out the balloon. And sure enough, the balloon came out because I was nice and relaxed. And, um, the nurse went in there to check, to see how far along I was. And I was about three centimeters along. And as she was checking in there, she said, "Uh Oh, and I was like, "Uh Oh, what do you mean? Uh Oh, and she said, I think I feel baby's lips. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And she said, well, that's going to be a really hard labor. Let me go check and grab the doctor and see if she feels the same thing. So the doctor comes in and she checks and um, the doctor goes, well, I can see how you think it would be see lips, but what I'm holding is actually a cord in a baby's hand. And she looks at me and she goes, Erica, I'm so sorry. I know you wanted your V back, but we need to go to the operating room. We have to get this baby out. So again, ladies, here I am, 34 weeks, an emergency C-section. How is this a redemption story? We'll get to it. (laughs) So 34 weeks, C-section again, emergency C-section. But this time the doctor said, you get to be awake. And I'm going to tell my team that we're going to do this. We're going to do it fast. We're going to do it efficiently, but we are going to do it calmly. And so she got her team. She let them all know that. And man, did they move swiftly and fast, but man, were they so empowering and encouraging the whole way into the operating room. And so we got into the operating room and they got me all set up and Matt got to be by my side. You know, he got to put on all the gear and I got to be there as they told me that I was going to be holding a little girl in my arms. So, so very soon. And what 
came from that. Honestly, I might've been a little bit of the drugs, but man, there was such, such joy from that moment on just laughter in the room, excitement in the room. And here I am in another scary emergency situation, but I'm just finding so much laughter and so much peace and just so much happiness. And honestly, the days that followed in the hospital, there was just so, so much happiness. And Delaney ended up being born at 34 weeks and in one day, I believe for the 34 weeks, actually in two days, excuse me, 34 weeks and two days. And so she was in the hospital for another month just to, you know, grow and be healthy, but we had already done it again. We had already done it before with our son Benton. And so this time around, it was just so much more relaxed, not as scary. And there were times that were tough, definitely times that were tough that we were there, you know, that month, cause you just want your baby home, but man, God was, God was there the whole, the whole time. So how do, how is this a redemption story? Ladies, if you're, you're hearing my story and you're thinking, what, how is this a redemption story? She didn't get her V back. There was nothing natural about it. You know, it again was an emergency C-section. So where's the redemption in this? Well, the redemption, there was so much redemption. One redemption, God gave me the closure with Benton's doctor. That was an image that kept flashing through my head over and over and over again. These past almost three and a half years, I would envision that image and I got to meet her and she was amazing. And it was a beautiful experience. And just to know that, you know, that was a tough day for her. She went home thinking, you know, off of her shift that that was a rough day for her, that she was going to be potentially losing a baby. And so there was just some kind of community in that and kind of um, just a bonding moment with that doctor that I wasn't in it alone that day, that she was in it with me. Um, and God was there too. So that was just, that was a beautiful part of this redemption story. And then two, I was able to experience labor. I totally missed that part the first time. I didn't experience anything. They make a joke about, oh, I wish like you could go to sleep and then wake up and have a baby. I did it. <laughs> I went to sleep and I had a baby. Um, and, and that's nice and all, but there was a lot of pain afterwards, but I wanted to experience labor. And so I got to experience that even though I didn't get to experience the actual vaginal delivery. I don't need that, frankly. I thank goodness for that epidural. I did not need the vaginal delivery. So to you mamas out there, I will say if you are cesarean birth mamas, if you've had a C-section, don't you ever think for once that you are not a mom and that you didn't deserve your place as to be a mom. We are moms through what we do every day in our action of loving our children. And that took me a while to know and understand. So I want you to hear that right now that you are just as good as a mom who is delivered vaginally. It is in those everyday moments where you love on your children. That is where you get to hold that mom title. So just, I want you to know that. So also the redemption story for me, you know, is that if it had turned out the way that I had expected it, it would have been my redemption story and the glory would have been for me and not for God. But God gave me an unexplainable, seriously unexplainable peace and joy. So the redemption story is his and he gets the glory. And honestly, you guys, the best of this, the best thing that came out of this redemption story for me that I just see and that I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's such a blessing that my children have the same type of story. I know that sounds so crazy, but. I've been so afraid after sharing my story that Benton may hear me sharing it and just the feelings that I had and what I had to go through that, you know, that he did something wrong or that one day that it'll affect him negatively. And 
that just, that really, that scares me and makes me sad. And for one, Benta, no, you made me a mama. I am just so proud to be your mom. You made me become that one role in life. I ever never knew I really wanted to be. That's the role that I love the most in life right now. So thank you so much for that opportunity. And so I was just scared for Benton to be affected by that. But now Benton and Delaney have parallel stories and their stories so beautifully show God's goodness and the peace that transcends beyond understanding, because this is a situation, those two situations don't make sense. Like how can you find joy in those situations? And so, yeah, he, I'm just so thankful for my two birth stories that they have, that I've, that I have, they made me who I am today. They made me stronger. They made me more dependent on the Lord. And they're a reminder of his miraculous ways, you guys. I just, he's so, he's such a good God. He's given me those two stories and these two beautiful miracle of babies. And I'm so thankful. So ladies, I want to hear from you. Where have you received a redemption story? Where has God shown up and brought you joy in the midst of the chaos? Like where, where has he just brought you that unexplainable joy. I would love to hear from you. So please, please reach out to me. You can direct message me at, at faith and gather on Instagram, or you can email me at Erica, Erica with a C E R I C A at faith and And I just want you to remember that our stories are his, no matter what ladies, our stories that we live, they're his and he alone receives the glory. Much love to you today and always. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith inspired.